Why Stephen King what? Why 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 you love him so much? Uh well because I, I, I just feel like every time we like we have an episode, like he always comes up or something. I know. He, uh, our... mainly it's because my mom's been collecting his books since he started publishing in the 70s. So I grew up with a bookshelf full of them. And uh besides the Harry Potter books, which are the ones that got me into reading as a kid, like Stephen King was the first like adult novel I ever read and uh, just stuck with me. I've always loved his work. I feel like he does a really good job of uh, building these worlds and creating these believable characters. And, uh, you know, he. I feel like he really excels in writing three-dimensional characters, not just these two-dimensional fucking uninteresting characters and yeah i like spooky stuff gotcha no yeah i'm just i'm just curious like i'm not trying to bust balls i just you know i'm just curious so you're saying it it could have been anybody though because your mom got you in it so it could have been fucking dean coons <laughs> it could have been and thank god it wasn't because i've read a couple dean coons books books i'm like wow i don't know how this guy's so popular i mean it's not terrible but Ugh. Imagine Sorry. just <laughs> him being the biggest Dean Koontz fan. <laughs> Listen, I would, guys, I think that the Dean Koontz novel, <laughs> what, Odd Thompson? Odd Thompson's a good movie. Odd Thompson's is a good book series, too, but he's got some other stuff, a lot of other stuff out there where you're just like, ooh, <laughs> keep trying, like, buddy. Like what? Oh, fuck. Hold on. Let me go to my Audible because I've got a couple of his books in there. That was the easiest for me to do because Dean Coates has always been like... Uh, always uh, been compared to Stephen like, King. Yeah, the diet Stephen King. Yeah, so exactly. That's why I made that joke. <laughs> trying to cut back on Stephen King. I'm trying, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to watch my King Cobbs. <laughs> uh, Seize the Night is one of them because it's about the... It's about this guy who, like, he can only come out at night because he has a, he's not an albino, but his skin has a sensitivity to the sun and sort of like his Glow eyes. Glow is that what he, it is? Kind of, yeah. basically. And I don't know. He just, the way he writes, like, you can tell he's putting himself in the shoes of the protagonist. And he's so goddamn full of himself. The way he <laughs> describes the protagonist and writes from the first person perspective, you're just like, okay, Coons, calm down, bud. You've got, a mo fucking haircut from the Three Stooges. You write your goddamn golden retriever into every book you write, and you'll never be Stephen King. So move along, sir. Move along. Move along, sir. Oh, and also one of the reasons why shit. Come on now. <laughs> one of the reasons why I love Stephen King so much is because he is a level of petty that I can only aspire to be. Like, can you imagine Dean Koontz writing Airbud? That'd be great. 
Or Michael Crichton writing Air Bud. Oh, Michael Crichton would be a way better choice. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then the Velociraptor takes Air Bud's head off and dunks it. No, it would be a philosophical thing of like, Air Bud, is he really, like, should we have created Air Bud? Is oh, so Air Bud's just a man made creation now? Yeah. Not, not this yeah. weird dog that has basketball no, no. skills. Yeah, he's. <laughs> Well, he is a, still a dog, but he was created to be the best basketball player. Because <laughs> the loophole in that movie being, it doesn't say anything a dog can't play. And so these scientists are like, we're going to create the best basketball player ever. And then Jeff Goldblum comes out. They spent so much time thinking about whether or not they could. They never stopped to think about whether or not they should. Exactly. That sounds great. I want to. I want to read that. <laughs> Oh, that would be a, a fascinating novel. Especially because if you look at the Airbud poster, it's in the same pose as the Jurassic Park. <laughs> but he's just slammed, he's slam dunking a basketball. <laughs> we need to are, we need to discover alternate realities where this actually happened. <laughs> we got you know what? I want to look up it, why haven't they done an animal playing like sports cinematic universe? I mean, didn't they try? I remember at one point there was a hockey playing chimpanzee movie. That was MVP. MVP, baby. Oh, yeah, Most Valuable Primate. Right, but what, what Marcelo is saying is why hasn't there been a Cinematic Universe of that? Why yeah, exactly. What's going to be the linchpin of that? Is it Airbud? <laughs> is he the Tony no, Stank? it'll be the Olympics, like the Animal Olympics. Well, well yeah, because, oh, ooh, there you go. That's no. not bad. Yeah, until fucking... The Zimbabwe ice hockey team puts a gorilla on their squad, and that <laughs> poor little primate just gets torn to pieces. <laughs> the fucking third Airbud's called World Pup. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Somebody got paid to do that. Guys, hold on. Stop the presses. You know that sequel to the Airbud sequel we've been wanting? <laughs> I just thought of something brilliant. Let's have a bunch of little dogs and let's call it World Pup. It's a World soccer movie. Pup. They're going to play fucking hockey. <laughs> Guess what? You know, there's one coming up. Uh, it's about baseball. We're calling it Seventh Inning Fetch. There you go. Next two movies done. <laughs> That's exactly what it's called. Are That's you fucking me? No. Oh and then God. they just stop trying. Airbud Spikes back. Oh. <laughs> they didn't even try with Soccer Is that Dog, a the movie. One, then? What's that? Spikes back? Is that a volleyball one? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Of course there's a there's a ton. Oh, I hope <laughs> these are on Disney Plus. I will watch it. And then there's most vertical primate too. Oh my god. And he has like his tongue out to be like, hey. <laughs> I, okay, we gotta look at these animal sports movies. I just went to IMDB and seeing what I could see. Do you think they don't make those anymore because of PETA? Because uh, there was a steep drop off in like 2010s of this shite. There was one I watched, uh, Togo with William Defoe on Disney Plus. William that was Defoe? All real it was the uh, the story that Balto was based off of the oh. anime movie. Oh, and that movie kind of fucked shit up historically because Balto was not the hero dog everybody says it was. It was Togo who was leading this fucking dog sled team to deliver these uh meds to this village um but togo was old and he had to drop out it was not it was over halfway but he might have been three-fourths of the way 
And then Balto came in. They brought him as the lead sled dog. And then, boom, they got there. So Togo did all the fucking hard yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. And then so Balto Balto's just comes fucking farce. <laughs> <laughs> You're a phony. You're a great big phony. But I was surprised because that movie had real dogs. It was real sled dogs. And then you see Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford. And you're like, they should have won real dogs. Do you guys see the yeah. trailer for that? What? Call the Wild oh, with well? Harrison Ford? Oh, I saw it, yeah. It was, a dog and it was okay. I didn't see the movie itself. No, I it's, saw the trailer right. and I was like, mm, I'm not about that. Yeah. It's okay. It's not great. No, I I need movies like the original Homeward Bound from like the 60s and Milo and Otis where these filmmakers are putting real animals in mortal peril. Milo and Otis actually fought a fucking bear. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. And they tossed Otis at it. <laughs> and then they had to get a replacement. That's horrifying. That's not true. Oh. <laughs> I made that up. <laughs> Something I would do. <laughs> take it. Take the pug. <laughs> yeah, fuck pugs and their heavy breathing. I feel I have not. I don't think I've seen Milo and Otis in years. And I watched it on this little thing we used to call VHS. When I was but a wee lad. What the fuck? I haven't heard those words spoken in years. It's, well, I fucked up the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you guys think we should watch Ed for the fucking... (laughs) Wait, what? You guys remember Ed? Oh, that was a shit movie. With Ed Harris? Yeah, it's Matt LeBlanc. I said Matt LeBlanc and... It's a chimpanzee that plays third base for minor league baseball team. No, never saw that. I never saw oh it my I remember god. the trailer from when I was a kid, though. Oh, my God. That was my favorite movie for some reason. Really? It's terrible. Does anybody was... remember a kid in King Arthur's court? Oh, yes. fuck yeah. Wasn't that the same kid that was in that baseball movie where he breaks his arm and then... As rookie soon... of the year. Yeah, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, Rookie bitch. of the Year. <laughs> I'm not good with 90s kid movie names. I am. I, I'm telling you right now, like Daniel <laughs> uh, Daniel Stern deserved the Oscar for Rookie of the Year. He was amazing in a short bit. He's all fucking... Wasn't he like his manager? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He, like his thing was... <laughs> the fucking best part was... He's like, uh, oh, I made up something. It's called Hot Ice. He's like, it's brilliant. I heat up the ice pads. It's the best <laughs> of both worlds. <laughs> He's just like the weirdest fucking like guy. I've <laughs> been like Got at like one a part full of fucking chew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. At one part, there's some guy that's just as creepy as him. He's like, thank you. And then that guy's just like, you're welcome. And he just, they stare and look at each other for about like a good 10 seconds. <laughs> and then they just walk away. He's like, nice fella. <laughs> it's fucking, he's the best. And then when he gets stuck in between like two doors at the hotel, Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the best the goddamn movie. He's so, just amazing in it. I'm going to say something, Marcelo, that might anger you. What's up? Um, I finally did it after four attempts, and it took me three days to do it. Oh, no. I watched... Masturbated? No, The Rise of Skywalker, and it... The Last Jedi is far superior to The Rise of Skywalker in terms of filmmaking and storytelling, and I don't understand why you hate The Last Jedi so much when The Rise of Skywalker is an absolute fucking abomination. 
and a stain on cinema history. I'm saving my anger <laughs> for when I review it. That's all I will say. <laughs> I just want to hear why. Why do you think The Rise of Skywalker is better than The Last Jedi? Okay. Uh, Rise of Skywalker already had problems to start off because they were trying to essentially go back to the story in the first movie. My thing is maybe because it's more crowd pleasing, maybe just because of the effects, but overall as like a whole story, I preferred Rise of Skywalker over Last Jedi. But it wasn't even a story. It was a collection of scenes in a trench coat pretending to be a movie. That is The Last Jedi, sir. No, 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 yes. no. Yes, the Last yes, Jedi yes. is much more coherent than really fucking is Rise not. of Skywalker and they're, we're gonna ride boar ponies on the hull of a Star Destroyer. Kept expecting Arthur fucking Morgan to pop up going, I got a bad feeling about this, Dutch. Fucking it's, it's, ponies on a spaceship. Fuck that movie. Ian McDermott it, didn't even Palpatine right. And you're telling me just like a forced... A uh, character whose sister died very poorly is inserted into the main storyline along with the story that has nothing to do with the product in any way whatsoever. Just Wait, so we whose get sister more died time. poorly? Uh, Rose from Last Jedi. The one that's oh, with Finn. They gave her more screen time? I thought they actually cut her out more. In- no, I, I'm saying in The Last Jedi, like she's so poorly written because we're supposed to feel bad because her sister died in that attack on the in the very first half hour and her sister literally had like two lines well we can all agree that rose is the worst and why she was rightly cut down in rise of skywalker i'm not going to argue that point with you because i agree but i'll take that over oh by the way luke trained leia as a jedi but we're not going to reveal that till both carrie fisher and the character princess leia are dead because fuck you that's why also she has her own goddamn lightsaber and Force Ghosts can interact with solid objects now. Here's the thing, all right? My thing is, I prefer it over the others. You could maybe call it fan service, but I felt that it was just a much more complete thing because you already know what's, where it's going. It's like A to B to C, and it's just the whole thing is they're trying to stop uh, the big thing from happening. And I just love the environment. Like I felt like it was finally doing what they were trying to do in the first place of just... I still be set in the same galaxy and we're not fucking retreading over the same motherfucking like stories or like we're not uh we don't have like like we don't have the characters fucking tagging along every five seconds the only one we do is chewy you know what i mean like it's not a retread of literally a new hope or it's not like the last Je- or it's not like the last jedi and like it's we go so far return to the, the extreme but it's like we're not going so far inward of our nostalgia hole like Force Awakens, and we're not going extremely far out there like Last Jedi. I just felt like it was a good balance. I preferred it, and well, I really and I really thought that the effects in there are seriously amazing. Like I seriously will that and Transformers Last Night are up there for amazing special effects, but. The movies are not that great. I respect your decision. I, I, I don't think I'll ever agree with you, but we'll get more into that at a later date. 
Oh, we will. We will. And we got uh, we got my buddy Lathan can join us too. Oh fuck yeah! Yes. Which uh, at some point tonight I'm going to be playing the uh, message he left us a few weeks ago on the podcast. Oh yeah, we got to do that. That my friend. I actually texted him today too. Nice. Sorry, I just bumped the mic. But uh, yeah, he was texting me about uh, WandaVision. He said he's actually really good. I've been telling you that. I I not denying it. I just haven't had time to watch it. You fucking wiener. But he was telling me it was good, and I was I like, will cool. heat you out that window, boy. Couldn't lift my ass. Yeah, It'd be a dropkick heat. <laughs> but he was saying, um, where was I thought? I was, you bearded bitch. Um, Lathan was saying it was good. Yeah, he was saying it was good. And we were talking about that. And then I mentioned that the, we're giving him a shout out because he left a message and stuff, which was awesome. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'd really love to be on. And I was like, well, let's fucking figure out a date, dude. So so are we planning on having him for your birthday podcast then, Marcelo? We are. Excellent. Fuck yeah. Can't wait to meet him. Making a lot of new friends through this podcast. Oh, Lathan's cool as shit, man. That dude knows everything about anything nerdy. (laughs) He is. Love that guy. He's great. (laughs) So what do you think of WandaVision so far, Marcelo? You know, I really enjoy it. I dig it. Uh, Partially because I'm not... not saying like oh i'm a genius over here or anything i kind of had a similar idea when i was younger so i was kind of actually all all for it when i heard like the premise and when i actually saw the execution of the show yeah i i really love the way that um it does these send-ups of old sitcoms so well that it honestly makes you forget about the mystery aspect of the series and then the way they, the, over these first three episodes, they've just sprinkled in enough mystery for where, for you to go, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and I have yet to see episode three, but yeah, it's pretty much like a, as a whole, it feels like a Twilight Zone episode. But yet when you watch those TV shows that they're part of, they feel like an episode from the main TV show that they're kind of copying. And I, I love it to death. I thought it was fucking great. It's been apparently getting ripped online because really? you, you know short attention span idiot boys who uh make up the base of the mcu universe of course no, i and don't have an attention span can i can i just interject for a second uh mm. i love the mcu i'm a fanboy for sure but the movies aren't that special they're they're very safe you you know what like there's nothing Aside from Endgame and Infinity War, they're all kind of predictable as shit, but they're safe and it works and the characters are good. But after Ragnarok and what Taika did, I want more weird shit, which is why I'm all on board for WandaVision and like the new Loki and shit. Like, oh, I yeah. Want... Have fucking yeah. fun with it, man. Exactly. Yeah. I want the MCU to fucking branch out, man. I mean, look at all the weird shit Marvel's done with the comics over the years. Yeah. And Doctor Strange is a great catalyst for all that. And his multiverse madness, which is no longer a horror R-rated movie. Well, fucking bitches. They gotta and branch out, but they gotta be. They gotta still get that dough. No, and yeah, they gotta be safe. And I've been uh, so I just finished the uh, the old X Men series from the nineties, and the the one episode which was fucked, or the it's like a two parter, but they had uh, they were going away from this thing called the Phalanx. And it was just like everybody who fought each other in this whole fucking series is now teamed up because that thing is just taking over the entire like world. 
And so it's like Beast, Sinister, and oh god, who else? A few other mutants, and they're just trying to essentially survive and still trying to find an antivirus to all this. And they have to call upon Magneto to actually help all this. And you're like, God damn, like why haven't they done this in a movie yet? Or <laughs> well, even Marvel Zombies. That, uh, oh, Marvel Zombies would be fucking sick. If they could just that do an Elseworld kind of thing. When do that shit, that would be amazing. Or hell, even figure out a way for Doctor Strange to send Deadpool to the Marvel Zombies universe. Yeah. Well, we know for a fact Deadpool is going to be in the MCU. Now. Yeah, and they've confirmed that it's going to be an R-rated film. Which for is great. Three. Oh, I would have I would have been fucking livid if they were like, mm, we're going to tone this down. I think we yeah, should put a muzzle on Deadpool. Deadpool. I'm pretty sure, like when the when they approached Ryan Reynolds about it, he's like, "I'm only doing it if it's going to be R-rated." Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Oh, shit! You got me, five. <laughs> you're lucky. You're Wade Wilson." <laughs> uh, well, in the last because I just found out because uh, I keep getting news articles and stuff. Uh, apparently, there's a comic strip going on in Marvel right now. Uh, is uh, the King in Black or whatever? It's a oh yeah, it's the kid, like a the symbiote god. The symbiote god, yes. And they just uh, announced that he's coming to Earth, but he's gonna fight. The quote was, "He's going to fight Godzilla's version of Marvel, or Marvel's Marvel's version of Godzilla." I'm dyslexic. Anyway, and I found out that this guy was created in 2016, and he's called the American American Kaiju, and he really is. He looks like Godzilla. But he's got a huge fucking American flag plastered on him. So. <laughs> That's because hilarious. he's run by the government. But he was created using pin particles, uh, Doc Connor's lizard DNA, and some gamma radiation from the Hulk. So he can change into a kaiju at will. It's fucking cool. I, I'm, huh. I, I haven't read comics in a long time, apparently. But I think that's cool as shit. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Speaking right? of reading comics, I didn't realize they did a Civil War two in the MCU. Bought the collection of that recently and read through it in about 20 minutes, and it was fantastic. Okay. Nice. They I will have Hulk. to I'll have to check out some Is of that. The Asian Hulk? No, it was Bruce. Oh, oh it was Bruce. Hawkeye ye- yeeted him through the eye with an arrow. Oh. Yeah, last thing I read that I really dug was, um, oh, God, what the fuck was it? It was the uh, the Vin Diesel one. Uh, the Vin Diesel, Bloodshot. It was Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Yeah, That's, I read uh, like... Valiant comics, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. They also did Divinity, which I really liked. But um, yeah, solid, solid comics. By the way, I just want to say that, like, I oh, read I it on. Those comics were good. Yeah, yeah. The Bloodshot ones were fantastic yeah. too. Um, the movie looked I, like ass. I didn't. The movie it. was not that great. It was, <laughs> it was better than you think. It was better than average, but it wasn't okay. like great. It's just like there's so much potential here, but it's just okay. Huh. One of my prized possession is uh, it's not very valuable or anything, but it's uh, issue number one of the Archie run of Ninja Turtles that served as a tie into the cartoon back in the eighties. No shit. Yeah. Like art, like fifties Archie. Well, Archie Comics, the company. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did the more kid friendly run of Ninja Turtles comics that tied in with the eighties cartoon. Yeah, because the original comics, which I've never gotten a chance to read them, but I want to get them someday, They're were apparently cool, right? fucked up. Yeah, which is that's what I've heard. That, that last Ronin set going on right now. Oh yeah, even though the internet ruined it for me, ruined it for me. I still want to read it. 
Sorry, what were you saying, sir? Yeah, what were you saying, sir? Oh, no, uh, go ahead. I'm so sorry. Uh, give me a quick sec. I just got to put no my... Go ahead. Keep talking, guys. I'll, I'll be back. So, you know, I, w- I was talking about Archie. One of the things I really liked about those comics, because they ran for like 15 years or something like that, near the end of their run, there was a run called uh, Cyber Samurai Ninja Turtles. And it was set like in 2050 or something like that. Master Splinter's dead. The turtles aren't a group anymore. Raphael's missing an eye. New York is flooded to where like only the tallest skyscrapers are still above water. And uh, yeah, the turtles have these like tech samurai flying Iron Man suits now. <laughs> and uh, they have to, I can't remember who the bad guys are. Cause I haven't read these since I was like 10, but at one point they do some tie in traveling because they find whoever the main bad guy is, has Hitler's brain in a jar and it's alive and linked into a computer. It gets real fucking weird, but it was the dopest thing ever. And I had all of the action figures to go with that comic when I was a kid. And I've been trying to find copies of it, but that's just expensive online. Like I can find it, but they're like, yeah, there's 600 bucks for one issue. I'm like, "Mm, fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, speaking of TMZ, for all this shit, because I love I love the turtles as much. TMNT, anybody. you said TMZ. Whatever, I said TMNT. No, you said TMZ. It, in my head, I said TMNT. That's hard to say a bunch of times in a row. It's the MN part. MNT, TMNT, TMNT. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about fucking teenage mutant ninja, fucking ninja turtles. Anyway, uh, so Smite, a game I've been talking about a lot. Yeah, uh, God, I still regret not getting the battle pass. Yes, exactly. I just, I, dude, that those battle passes last ninety days. So was that three months? Yeah, three months. Uh I just finished it today. Well, I got to sixty today because their their pass goes through one through sixty, and I play Smite pretty regularly. But even with all the playing, like Fortnite battle pass, I'm already eighty six, and that's only been like three weeks it's just the amount of quick high res i love you as a company i really do but fuck your battle passes it takes Make it so difficult. fucking long to level up I'm that game is just fucking hard it's an intimidating game game to get into well because i don't understand how to play i understand because i was a huge wow fan it, I, that's what got me into smite because it reminded me of world of warcraft and it, i'm i can't i i I, I looked up my hours. I've played a lot on that game, but that's the only game I haven't played competitively because it has a comp mode and shit like that and ranked. And I can't do that because the community is so fucking toxic. I'm just like, I'm just going to be casual. I want to enjoy this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the battle pass, man, and granted it's great because it is a TMNT battle pass. It's the characters and everything. And they reskin gods, the characters um, with TMNT and their abilities, and now is it just the turtles, or do they happen to add like any of the villains or? Anything they like added that? Splinter and Shredder. Okay, dope. Yeah, that no Bebop and Rocksteady though. Huh? No Bebop and Rocksteady. No Bebop and Rocksteady. No, that's unfortunate. But and the unfortunate thing is, because that's the other thing. That's what I was saying. Because the initial pass goes to sixty, so it's like Fortnite, so one through a hundred. But there's a, another pass after that that goes from one to sixty again but you get alternate skins and that's what I wanted to get, but there's three days left and I, there's no fucking way. 
because the skins are because the original skins are kind of like the realistic Michael Bay looking ones, mm-hmm. and then the second half is the old cartoony style skins. But you're like, you're gonna make me do that again, and it took me fucking two months to do the first one. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> that sucks. And I know it's free to play and yada yada, but it's like, fuck, dude, really? The you know, grind you have to put into this shit. You know, a movie I find really under, underrated. I think it was like the 2007 CG TMNT. That movie oh, was super good. I think I saw that in theaters with you. Yep. Yeah, that was a fucking dope movie. I think it was, it was way good. better than the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles. I think I saw it, but I don't remember watching it. I'm not gonna lie, even though the it, second one was a. a Step in the right direction. Out of the shadows. Yeah, That's what I was gonna say. I, I like that. <laughs> it's one. still not great though. It's not, but it was better than the first one. All right, yo, y'all can kiss my dick for saying this, and I don't care. But I want to <laughs> say I really enjoy those movies only because I felt like they did what they were going to be, and that's they still wanted to have the Ninja Turtles that we remember, but yet change all the references and all that to this generation. See, my biggest problem with the Michael Bay ones is that he fundamentally changes the turtles themselves in and of the fact that they're just supposed to be humanoid ninjas. And Michael Bay's version can lift up a shipping container and (laughs) fucking beat you with it. And it's just like, I didn't come here for superheroes. I came here for mutant ninjas. There's a difference. Is there? Like, really? (laughs) <laughs> and like think about what you just said <laughs> i like, am legitimately <laughs> their only superpower here. is that they can <laughs> talk and they're the size of people ninjitsu is an art they learned and trained they're not naturally gifted with it Which and what why? species are these by the way they're turtles duh <laughs> well that new series on nickelodeon kind of it was kind of cool because they differentiated the turtles. Like they were different species. Rat was like cool. a he was like an alligator snapping turtle. Ooh, Leo oh. was like a red-eared slider. They're different types, which is cool. I need to watch that show then because that yeah. I like that. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it was cool. Even though that just fundamentally gets farther and farther away from the original '80s comics, because true <laughs> because the original one is they're all turtles. They all wear red bandanas. They're identical. End of story. Theoretically, isn't hard to fuck up, but that's what killed me about the first movie. Where it's like, uh, April O'Neil, they were my pets. Eh. I hated, I hated that. that I also hate like the weird sexualization of April O'Neil oh, by yeah. the turtles in those yeah. movies. Like Mikey wanted a boner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you have a cloaca, bro. <laughs> <laughs> How's that gonna work? <laughs> You know, sometimes you just want companionship, and you're like, I don't "That's care. that's care. not what he was going for." <laughs> He's like, "I want to slap that's, my shell against her cheeks." It's called hitting. It's hitting out of your league. That's all. I do it all the time. Yeah, that's why you have a batting average of zero. Yeah. Well, at least I struck out. I went for it. There you, you go. What do you want me to do? Uh, try bunting next time. Or at least getting on base. Tell you what, I'm just going <laughs> to chuck the baseball at her head, knock her out, and then drag her back to my team. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm more That's like the, the sandlot. <laughs> I'm more like the sandlot. Like, I point out there, and then I slowly go down to the ground and 
circle on the ground and like it's going. Right. <sighs> sheet, sheet, sheet. Also, apologies. Just had to put some clothing in the dryer. Oh, the, no worries, no worries. Which is nice because I got to get ready for work tomorrow. Gross. Work Yay. is the devil. Um, the wrong kind of work, yes. And by that, I mean when you're worshiping Satan. <laughs> we don't worship Satan in this house. We either worship Odin, Tyr, or Thor. Is is there any like Satan in Norse mythology? I mean, like what would be the closest? Suter, Suter is he's not. I mean, you could technically combine Hell and Suter to make uh, Satan. You know yeah. that fire and brimstone, and then the l- ruler of the damned. Yeah, but other than that, no, not really. I mean, Hell is probably the closest because she's the daughter of Loki. Uh, half of her is the most beautiful woman anyone has ever seen. The other half is a moldering corpse and she rules over hell, which is where anybody who doesn't go to Valhall or I can't remember what Freya's hall is called. But uh, if you don't go to one of those two places, you go to hell. But in Norse mythology, hell isn't really like Christian hell. Right. No, there's, I got a, you. there's a special section of it for like murderers, thieves, rapists and shit like that. But otherwise it's just where, you know, all the wives and daughters who and sons who die to sleep in their beds and shit like that go to just kind of mill around for all eternity. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Man, thieves thieves don't get a break on huh, any religion. <laughs> no, fuck those like, guys. <laughs> we were tarred for our shit. <laughs> why why are you here? Oh, I raped five kids and then why are you here? I, I stole a twenty six inch Toshiba. <laughs> get him! Get this man! You're the reason why television's so goddamn expensive. <laughs> I know we like to mix and mash stuff up, but like in wrestling terms, like Stone Cold would be like Odin. I mean, he is very wise. Eh, no, we need somebody who's more of a brawler. No, I would say Stone Cold's probably Tear. God oh, okay. of Justice. You want me to whip on this son bitch? Give me a hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be Odin in the WWE man. world? Man, this little Odin. shit right here. Got a monster on the Valhalla. We're going to take some ice. <laughs> Because the ultimate warrior would have to be Thor, right? Yeah, ultimate warrior would fit as Thor. Maybe, but uh, like, did you did you hear uh, his his crazy speech that he gave at Stanford? I think he said, "Queer and don't make the world go round." Nope, didn't hear that. Ultimate warrior said that. <laughs> ultimate warrior. I mean, the man's got to have CTE, right? Considering the era of wrestling he came from, cunt, timely. Erections? Erections? No. Brain damage. The football guy brain damage. Oh, CTE. That oh. shit. Oh. Yeah, you know, oh, the shit you. they can Knocking. only diagnose by cutting your oh. brain open after right. you're dead. I, I thought you meant, like, press A to move left out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Marcelo. 
Let me see. Yeah, and then he had, and then he made up some shit called distrusity. The what? Distrusity, which is just like every every letter meant something. <laughs> this guy. Was yeah, that man's crazy. got that man's got CTE. <laughs> he got hit in the head too many times. All right, I'm looking for the queer in quote. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was. Yeah, quit. Uh, oh, University of Connecticut. Where the hell is it? Uh, I'd say that if I was in Connecticut too. <laughs> you gotta know your right. names. <laughs> Public speaking. Here we go. Uh, formerly retired from wrestling in '99. Yeah, he was a conservative speaker, uh, denouncing left wing politics. In one instance, he mentioned that queering doesn't make the world work during a speech at UConn. Uh, and he explained those comments on his website as meaning that the human race would die out if everyone were a homosexual. I mean, he's not wrong. It's true. But what are the odds of everyone on the planet suddenly being gay? If I think gay thoughts, everybody's going to be gay. (laughs) That is the power of the warrior. It's like the chicken pox. You get it if you think it. (laughs) I I don't think that's how uh, chicken pox work, warrior. (laughs) But that's how queering works, don't it? Uh, no. <laughs> you want to take about five steps back? <laughs> Get your queer away from me. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I got my queer vaccine. Yeah. This. Uh, I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. And then like, <laughs> but then this guy would like wrestle half naked with tassels. I don't understand. <laughs> like why he would say that shit. Case of like every I love homophobic, <laughs> Jesus Christ, every homophobic person like it's, it is really just a, a gay person that can't come to terms with themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck you for being gay, <laughs> but let me see your dick. I just want to look at it. Speaking like, love- of uh, closeted gays and everything, I watched the movie Paterno today, the HBO film. What? Uh, it's Al Pacino plays About Joe uh, Pa. Yeah, Joe Paterno, the college football coach. Oh, he was involved in the Jerry Sandusky uh, raping little boys scandal. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> these kids are getting raped. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad movie, but it is about 80% just Al Pacino either watching football on the TV or staring off into the distance <laughs> while people act around him. <laughs> I just imagined him playing that army general from Son of a Woman. <laughs> it's just so. <laughs> I'm gonna have my friend Jerry Sandusky babysit. Hua, hua, hua. He's gonna get in the pool with the kids. Hua. Oh, all their bottoms came off. Marco. He just loves wrestling naked with kids. Hua, hua. <laughs> Give this man an Oscar. It's amazing how far we've fallen from grace since 2011. You know, I don't people know used to. Is. People, <laughs> God damn it, Marcel. But I'm just saying, people used to, you know, cancel people on the internet and riot in the streets because somebody was raping little boys since the 70s. Now we do it because somebody said a no no word. And it's not even been a decade how yeah. quickly we fell from grace. I agree. Yeah. Do you think if we killed Zuckerberg, 
like the world would write itself? No. no? Not really. Because Facebook is the problem. It's fucking Twitter. Exactly. Well, yeah. Why not just firebomb Silicon Valley, then just get rid of them all, scorched yeah. earth policy? Because then it would just be something else. Just because you destroy the you destroy the hosting site doesn't mean that the actual virus won't go elsewhere. Well, that's why we just make it our life's mission to destroy all social medias. Anyone that pops up, we hunt them down and find them. Okay. Fuck it. I don't have the money. You, you go right ahead. <laughs> I thought you, be- you fought for causes, Marcella. I'm disappointed I- to hear this. I do because I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, this has been a great final episode of Beers, Bars, and We thank you all for coming on this journey with us. I wish I could say it was a pleasure to work with you both. Uh, in the court, in the words of the Ultimate Warrior, Queerin does make the world work. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, well, should we take a break here before we get into the meat and two bits of the powder tires? Is it really meat and two bits? What's the, yeah, what, what are we talking about? Uh, I believe Birdemic. Is it? Or can we just keep riffing? I mean, I'm down for whatever. Again, I, I haven't seen the movie in like five years. I know that's what we're talking and about. And I didn't like, really have a chance to watch it today <laughs> either because I was just so fucking dead from work. So was I. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to keep riffing. All right, well, All right. take a break for the ad or just, just keep going? Yeah, take, take a break. break. Yeah, take All a break. Right. Let's take five more to meet back here in five minutes. I'll tell you what. Hey. Hey, uh, hey guys, it's uh, Lathan, uh, Marcelo and Tyler's friend. And I would love, honestly, to hear your guys' thoughts on a movie that came out right when Netflix launched its app called RoboGeisha. It was this fucking... I can't even fucking describe it. But... It is about a cyborg geisha. Um, I watched the dubbed version, because that's all they had. And it's dubbed by the same people who did Dragon Ball Z. Um, But as far as like a second movie man i don't know fucking uh the only thing that comes to mind is mortal Kombat annihilation so uh yeah i'd love to hear that hear your thoughts on those two movies sometimes guys catch you later oh uh, oh god oh jesus i didn't mean for this to happen i'm sorry if i die this is gonna be my audio will I leave everything to fuck it. Jared and Maya. Tyler gets nothing because his farts are what killed me. <laughs> what did I miss? Oh God! We went out for a cigarette, and then we came back in, and Tyler said he had to fart in the corner, and then it followed him back to where we have the mic set up. And I'm <laughs> it made no difference. Oh, <laughs> that was like sour beer and blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right, buddy. I get that way after broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> At least I love you have any asparagus. By the way. Oh, no. <laughs> Round two, baby. I, Michael Moore, being of sound body and mind, do bequeath 
all my shite to the besses. You say queef? Bequeath. Oh, here comes the queen. Hold on. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll get Tyler back tomorrow when we go to lunch and I've got the whiskey farts. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, My dad's gone after like one shot of whiskey. He does not much of a drinker. And you get your Irish from him? No. Oh, okay. My mom's say. What is he then? Uh, apparently Scottish, French, Dutch. Ah, there's the problem. Yeah. French. <laughs> I knew there was something I hated about you. Yeah. Well, I'm not proud of it either. <laughs> So, Why do you hate the French, Mike? Well, I don't respect any. <laughs> I don't respect any country that loses a war against their gunless poor. <laughs> Let them eat cake. <laughs> nah, bitch, we're gonna eat your fucking brain after we cut your head off. But what are you going to do about it, huh, Naves? You you know what is something I feel like we missed out on. Being the generation we we are, sex. No, the true joys of Playboy and magazines like Hustler, because you know there's always that running gag back in the day of, "Honey, I I didn't buy this for the nudes. I bought it for the stories inside." And I I mean, if I had been alive during the heyday of those magazines, I would have bought it for the stories. Because I could just imagine you know, me being a young man flipping through this book of nudie girls and enjoying it. And then, oh, look, it's a story by Stephen King. I was just looking at tits. Let me read a story about a fucking doctor who loses his medical license, turns to drug smuggling, gets stranded on an island, and then slowly amputates his body parts to eat them and survive. Does it have to be Stephen King always, Mike? Yes, it does. <laughs> Mainly because I don't know any other authors who have ever published in Playboy and Cavalier and other gentlemen's magazines, as they were called. Didn't, um, oh, God. I'm sure there's plenty of them. I just don't know any names. I, I could have sworn that there was like a shit. Uh, with uh, Hunter S. Thompson, didn't Hunter S. Thompson? Oh, I'm sure he did. I he, would doubt Hunter S. Thompson did. And I'm sure he wrote some fascinating articles. And yeah, that that's just the point I was trying to make. Is not the oh the dear penthouse forums bullshit. It's literally back in those days. Like yeah, you were looking at tits, but some well written well, articles and stories in them books. It was still fairly recent that they did that. Uh, back to when I was working at the porn shop again, I would read magazines for articles. Uh, yeah. And Playboy had a pretty good one. I can't remember it though, but it was Stephen Colbert. He had a pretty good run in an article with uh, oh that's pretty fucking interesting yeah i didn't think a man of his class would stoop so low as to be interviewed by playboy (laughs) i think at the end of the game end of the gay (laughs) (laughs) day colbert is a man of the people i just uh i don't resonate with him as much since he became a late night host yeah yeah i miss his character of stephen colbert yeah I'm uh, I'm looking. Did you know in '65, uh, one of their people, Alex Haley, had an interview with Martin Luther King Jr. Playboy. Playboy. That's what? fucking fascinating. 
Yeah. And see, um, that's that's something I would collect because I feel like that'd be a valuable piece of history right there. Right. Looking to see who else. Interview with Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, Remembering Tennessee by Truman Capote. Uh, the Great Holy Shark Hunt shit. by Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Excerpt from Armageddon in Retrospect by Kurt Vonnegut. Wow. See, that's fucking awesome. I would love to collect all those. Just to be like, yeah, look at this little piece of history. You know, famous authors. <laughs> Mike, that's a nude woman. Their stories in <laughs> magazines. <laughs> no, no, the article's on the next page. Oh, nope that that is her uh, labia. <laughs> Mike, these pages are stuck together. That's the thing, though. Playboy is classy. You know. And then you get like jugs and stuff like that. Where and it's, yeah. And- it just kind of defeats the. I, I, I'm not saying I've become desensitized with porn, but those magazines. Oh, I don't think I could get off to a magazine if I fucking tried these days. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I am desensitized. I've seen <laughs> things. <laughs> that magazine's real not do. I didn't know that. I didn't know that half died in 2017. I thought it was closer. No, yeah, half died. It was three years ago. Oh wow. Four at this point. It's 2021. It doesn't count. It counts. Your mom counts. Yeah, because she's a manager. She has to count registers and shit all day. Well, good. That's why she's a manager. Very nice. They don't pay her enough, though. Fucking bitches. Bitches. Well, that derailed the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I'm just going to say something I'm fucking excited about for tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I want to take a. Can I take a stab? Because I already, I think I already know. You fucking better know. Uh, I do, and it's it's Sunday. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's a day of it's the Sabbath day, Lord, day of our Lord. It's Fuck, Jesus. dude, you got it. I was gonna hey. say, does the Kong vs Godzilla trailer come out tomorrow? Oh yeah, I'll see that. But who gives a fuck about that? But the Sabbath, yeah, but it's man. church, man. <laughs> the Black you know, Sabbath go to church, buddy. Yeah. No. No, it's the fucking trailer. I'm so fucking stoked for it. It's Even church, just the little, the day. little tiny it's fucking a day of clip our that Lord, I've seen. <laughs> no, but dare even, you. even the little tiny clip I've seen in that HBO Max trailer that came out, Woo! where they're showing like all the great new releases, just seeing Kong taking a swing at fucking Godzilla. Oh. I'm like, I'm oh, so yeah. excited. I've been waiting for this movie since I was a fucking little kid, man. I'm giddy, and I hate, I'm, I hate watching trailers. I really do. Because they spoil it, but at the same time, I'm like, ha-ha. Modern I, trailers. Modern I'm not. Trailers. <laughs> I'm not for one reason, and that's because you can't give me a big versus movie without them teaming up. That has always fucking happened. And until I see it, Adam I, Winger, I'm just not excited because I they're going to team up against something that's bigger, and that's going to be the whole fucking thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Adam Winger, who's directing it, who doesn't have a great track record. Um, a weapon. track record. What good? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last one, the last movie he did was, uh, which is the only anime I've ever watched fully through, thanks to my ex-wife, was the Death Note Netflix adaptation. As bad as that movie is, at least it got me into the anime of Death Note because I'd never. Oh, that got you into it. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the first I've heard of that happening. Because I actually saw the anime before the movie, but I I kind of like the movie. So I like Willem so, Dafoe is. Uh, fuck the Ryuki Ryuki Ryuk. Ryuk. yeah. Real quick, I didn't know that he was directing it. That actually has me excited now. Adam Wingard is directing it. 
And he is confirmed this because this movie was supposed to come out last March. Right. And it got delayed to May and then to November. And then they postponed it to 2021. And it was supposed to come out of May of this year. But they announced two weeks ago it's coming out March 26th. Yeah, I got super excited when I saw that. Theaters and HBO Max. And I, you bet your ass I will be in my home that Friday watching that movie. Fuck theaters. I'm sorry, Mike. We had this conversation. Yeah, I know. And I'm still fucking well, upset with you can, about that. We'll touch on that after I am done ranting. Um, but Adam Winger has confirmed back last year that there was going to be definitive winner. And I already know there's going to be definitive winner because it's Godzilla versus Kong, not Godzilla versus King Kong. So Kong is going to whoop the shit out of Godzilla. Sorry, it's going to happen. Regardless, they probably will team up, but I Kong really might whoop Godzilla's ass in this movie. And I'm as long as he doesn't do it. it with electrical powers that he gains by the end of the film, like it's the original, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well, you you got to give him something. I mean, granted, they were the same size uh, in the, uh, which is also another fun fact. God, uh, Kong is going to be 377 feet tall in this movie. Godzilla's going to be 395. So they're pretty much the fucking same. Height. Yeah, 20 feet and when you're that tall isn't a big and difference. When you're a gorilla with thumbs, listen, I Godzilla is what got me into movie making. Like, I love movies because of the original Godzilla. I love Godzilla. But I'm rooting for the fucking monkey in this movie. <laughs> I love Godzilla. And he's got a beard. King Kong, and he's got a beard. But, and listen, you can debate the shit all day long. It's whatever. And at the end of the day, and I, I want people to know this. In the original King Kong versus Godzilla, Kong won. Yeah, he I know. Won. I know. But people are like, no, there's an unreleased Japanese version. There never was. There was never an alternate version where Godzilla won. The fans voted back then. It was Kong by unanimous vote. And that's what Toho went with was to have Kong as a victor. And that's how it was. There was no unreleased version. There's no Japanese version. It's just like, what's it called? The Mandela effect. Yeah. That people think that happened. It never did. I mean, I would have to assume that pound for pound, a gorilla is going to be way stronger than most lizards in existence sure and when they're the same size yeah and i'm I, regardless anyway i, I could go on because like i said multiple times this shit's my star wars so i just one thing i am hoping to see is a shot of godzilla using his which, atomic breath and then we see kong literally on fire and then he like maybe right. jumps into a bay or something to put himself tyler, out right yeah tyler quick question what'd you think of the last uh the last movie, Godzilla. I haven't seen King of the Monsters yet. Fuck my ass. I, I if you think we I have was time. Talking to Mike because that's kind of what brought upon our uh, our the last hit review because I wanted to do uh, do a deep dive into King of the Monsters because I really did love it. It was ass writing and yeah. ass acting. Uh, it was ass on all parts. <laughs> I'm just going to see the monsters fight though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that's the point. What what kills me though is the 2014 Godzilla was so grounded in reality, it was really good. I liked it for that aspect. Oh, it was so fucking boring when they got it was to... boring. But I liked I liked it being a more realistic aspect on it. Like an aspect. but then Shin Godzilla came out and it blew the 2014 Godzilla out of the water in regards to like how people would actually deal with a fucking giant monster like that. 
And if you have guys haven't seen Shin Godzilla, it's Love really fucking good. Love it's kind movie. of boring too, but it's better because it really is a realistic take. Like, how would the government deal with something just showing up, like destroying their shitters like in? Yeah, and it's a very uh, political—not political. It's a very uh, uh, moral. What? Huh? Moral? No. What? What am I trying to look for? Um, it's just grounded. Like how it's just a more realistic take on how we as a society or the Japanese government in this case would deal with a fucking giant monster. And I loved it. And the biggest issue I have going back to the legendary Godzilla is uh, when you go from a grounded realistic movie like that to what Gareth Edwards did and then what Michael Daughtry did making it more of a classic Toho Godzilla movie like from the 90s where it's like giant monsters, weird human subplot. It just felt, the contrast felt really different between the two movies. Especially considering it's supposed to be a Agreed. direct sequel to the 2004 Exactly. Movie. And you're like, where the fuck did all this come from? Now all of a sudden the government has like these top secret giant fucking jets. And we built them in two years. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's just the contrast between the two movies. But as a Godzilla movie, I fucking love King of the Monsters. So anyway, that's what I thought. I, yeah, I think I loved it from that standpoint of it's just like, this shit's out of control. Let's face it, we're fucked. So let's just go watch them kill shit. Yeah, exactly. It's just literally like, it's just like if they were just in a ship in Star Trek and they're just like, well, all we can do is watch the world get killed. So we're just fucking going to watch it. <laughs> and you're like, maybe we could help with something at like Red Sox Stadium. But that's it. Yeah, we can I help. think that's why I love We it. can help some survivors. That's about it. That really <laughs> is. They're just like, we can't. Guys, we can't do shit. It's like, are you going to go out there and protect? Fuck that. You swear right. we tried. My my biggest problem, and I've been saying this for years with the 2014 Godzilla, yeah. is Aaron Taylor Johnson, or whatever that dude's name is, is not a good actor. And to have him take the lead when Brian Cranston's character could literally do everything that, that he does in that movie that was, was a fucking movie. travesty. Yeah. Well, and because I remember watching interviews and stuff, building up to the movie and the, uh, Gareth Edwards who'd only done monsters by the way that was his first fucking movie he'd ever done that was a good movie it was a good movie I really enjoyed it um but he was saying he he wanted a father type figure and he wanted to really good at he cast brought he handpicked Cranston and Breaking Bad was already a huge thing by then so it's like why would you kill him off 30 minutes into the movie. Well, and Cranston even came out like a couple years after the movie came out. He's like, look, the reality of it was I was the last person cast for that film. And they were like a week or two from production. But so they didn't have time to change the script. He even says, he's like, yeah, I think it would have been better if my character had survived. Because honestly, you kill the son in that scene and that's just extra motivation. Dude's already dealing with the death of his wife and the rest of his family. And you kill the son. Boom. That's like perfect motivation for him to go through everything that happens through the rest of the film. That's genuinely what I wanted from a Godzilla movie. And that's why from the original trailers, I was so stoked because yeah, that first 10 minutes where that reactor's breaking down, like a lot of people say it's cheesy or whatever, but I genuinely felt a connection between Cranston and his wife when he was saying goodbye to her. Like that was a rough 10 minutes. Oh yeah. And then you cut to Aaron Johnson and it's like, well, no one cares anymore. It's like, oh, look, it's Pietro. (laughs) Yay. Yay. And he's married to his sister. It literally just, it it took such a huge nosedive. It was just like. It really did. It went from this is great to just like, 
All right, here's what everybody would do with uh, Godzilla actually uh, can. And, and yeah. uh, well, if we're on shit, I would change. For that movie, absolutely keep Cranston as the main antagonist, for sure. Protagonist. protagonist my bad. Uh, protagonist, because he he was already studying Godzilla. Like, it would have been so cool <laughs> to see him see Godzilla on the screen. Right. You know? You calling him the main antagonist. Now I'm <laughs> picturing him dressed as Walter White on top of a skyscraper. And he's just looking at Godzilla. I don't know who you think I am. <laughs> I'm the one who knocks. <laughs> he's got a rocket launcher. So that uh second movie. Um I will take a shot in a second. Um I would change a, a, a different different set of things because uh, wasn't one of your biggest complaints about king of monsters is that everything's shot at night or in like heavy fog and shit like that that's that's another thing and that's why i love kong skull island so much all every that movie's not fantastic but it does have that the action scenes are middle of the day it's better than the cgi is good enough to where they don't have to use that oh we'll shoot it at night to hide some of the low quality but they had. It's that's the thing. fun, though. It's fun, but they and they got actors who are good. Samuel Jackson, John Jackson, C. Riley, John C. Riley. I don't remember mm-hmm. who else is in the movie. Brie Larson, Tom John Middleton. Goodman in that one, huh? Is John Goodman in that? Yes. Yeah, John Goodman. They did a Tom. Brian Cranston though. They killed him off. But Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston was. He's in it. Yeah. fantastic in everything he's in, in my opinion. And it was just fun. It was a fun movie. And that's what I think had the problem with the original Godzilla was. It was oh. trying to take itself a little too seriously. Did you mention yeah. John C. Riley? Yes, yes we John did. Riley, for sure. Okay. He was my favorite character in that movie. Yeah, he was what great. Did he he just... call them the monsters. Oh, skull crawlers. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I don't know if that's what they call them. They all kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. It was just fun. It was a fun blockbuster movie, which is what this movie should have been. And that's why it's kind of confusing because they're like, after the first Godzilla movie, they're like, well, we're going to make a Kong, and th- they were just two totally different movies. And at the end of Kong, it set up the verses. Right. It was paintings of Godzilla and shit, which I think is cool. Like, the cave paintings is a cool aspect, because these are supposed to be ancient monsters. That's all well and dandy. But the thing I think bummed me out the most about uh, King of the Monsters was it was supposed to set up Godzilla versus Kong, and there was nothing about it right until the end. And this is the one scene I would fucking change. And that's when uh, Ghidorah is on the fucking mountain, like awakening all the Titans, does the call or whatever. And all these Titans start rising up. Oh, one shot is all you fucking need. And that's Kong on Skull Island. <laughs> just kind of walking. Here's the call. Looks just kind of like, Meh, and just keeps going. Because this whole, that's the thing. Because this whole, you have the setup of alphas and subjugates, whatever. Because Kong and Godzilla are supposed to be two alphas fighting in this next movie. And that's what the whole setup for King of the Monsters is. is like, there's got to be an alpha. And isn't it yeah. the alpha's like the protector from all these other fucking... Not protectors so much, but just keeps everything in check. And Kong is supposed to be the opposite to Godzilla. So it's just one of the... Just one shot. That's all you needed. Was Kong being like, meh. <laughs> just shrugging off King Ghidorah's call and then call good. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the movie, they do some shots of Skull Island, and that's it. They don't set it up at all. So if you were going to this movie thinking you had to see the other ones, you really don't. 
You really fucking know. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah. Alone, yeah. It, there's no setup. All right. So, of all the existing King Kong movies that you've seen, how would you rank them? Oh fuck. Well, it has to be the original, then Peter Jackson's, and then the 1976 version with Jeff Bridges. Is that the one with Linda Hamilton as well? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then there was the sequel to that one, which was ass. Um, but I'm not going to rank that. So it'd be, ooh, I like. Okay. So original, Peter Jackson, Godzilla versus Kong, then the 1976 King Kong, and whatever the fuck came after that. So yeah, just those. <laughs> Very interesting. Sorry. I nerd out on this shit. No, no. I, I love hearing you go off on a rant because you're usually the quietest <laughs> of the three. Well, mm -hmm. that's like I said, I remember watching the original Godzilla. Uh, it was on TV when I was like five years old. And it was just, it was an experience, man. It was scary. It was interesting. It was what got me into movies. Like, because I, I grew up on, I, I mean, Jurassic Park and Predator for my young age, but. Ah, fucking love Predator. <laughs> right. But Godzilla's the one that made me really like, it, it was just an experience for me. I don't know. It's weird to explain. No, I get that. It is, I can only imagine it is similar to uh, how King Kong, or not King Kong, fucking Star Wars was for me as a child. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, I've never seen anything like this. This is a game changer. Yeah. I will say this. Rise of Skywalker was so bad that I was sitting there during the credits of that movie that I was like, maybe I've been a little too harsh on the prequel series. And you know me, I've been bashing those as often as possible <laughs> since the fuckers came out. I, uh, I, I don't remember the prequel. Attack of the Clones is really bad. <laughs> I mean, all the action sequences are straight ass in the prequel series because Lucas was like, it did the, we were too busy figuring out whether or not we could to think about whether or not we should. Like, if you watch the prequel series, Unless it's like the Duel of Fates scene where it's Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul. Every fucking action scene in that entire trilogy is just so stuffed with shit going on in every frame that you genuinely don't know where you're supposed to be looking half the time. Because there's just too much going on. There's lasers flying everywhere. There's like 80 fucking ships or people on screen at the same time. Yeah. And there's no focus, which is so or weird. Or the prequel or the sequel. The prequels. Oh, okay. Also, the lightsaber fights in the prequels suck ass. Because if you watch those, 90% of the time, they're not even swinging at each other. They're swinging around each other because it looks more like a choreographed martial arts like dance than it does an actual sword fight. And that's what I'll give the sequel series is it has the best lightsaber fights because it looks like people actually actively trying to kill each other with laser swords. Uh, we're talking about J.J. Abrams one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Those ones have the best lightsaber duels, but that does not make for good movies. It makes for good scenes. Gotcha. That's my rant. I'm sorry we doubled <laughs> so far back to Star Wars. No, it's okay. So I was going to ask uh, you, Marcelo, what, what was your childhood awakening? 
You know, what movie was your go-to? <laughs> uh, the porn star or like? Uh, that could be it too. Uh, okay. You know, Stormy Daniels, she was big back in the 90s. <laughs> no. Jameson. Um, <laughs> his was Boogie Nights. <laughs> Jesus. No, mine would be Road Trip. Amy Smart was like, yeah, was poggers back then. <laughs> my my uh, my mom left to go to the bathroom and we went to go see Road Trip and it was like the perfect time. And she's like, I'll be right back. And like, she's gonna go get popcorn. And I was just stuck there watching it, and it was like right at that scene. <laughs> I'm just like, um, I don't know if I should watch this. <laughs> I need an adult. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't know how to feel. But uh, Ed, no, the, the thrill, the first movie, I think that I just felt like that really got me into movies that I was like, I want to do something is hands down Die Hard, the first Die Hard. Really? God, that's a fantastic yeah. movie. I mean, that is a good jumping up, but I just didn't expect that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I, uh, well, like, I always grew up watching movies, like, on, like, TV or, or whatever, but we would go to Blockbuster now and again and that movie is the only one I could think of to where I remember renting it so much. I burned out the tape and um, I just remember just replaying it, replaying it, replaying it. Like, I think I rented it about four or five times over that they they asked, like, you sure you just don't want to buy it? Like, you've just, you've rented it so much. That's an option. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just, there's something about that movie that just entranced me as a kid and really just made me like, you know, kind of get into just, I, I remember wanting to be John McClane and then um, thinking, you know, what the hell, what kind of, I'm like, what kind of a job would that be jumping off of rooftops? And then it went to like, <laughs> well, I mean, there, I mean, there's Daredevil, but that's not really, <laughs> you can't really do that. You can only do that so many times because you'd have to do so many different things. That is like, what if we just made movies? And then I think that kind of came up to when I was a kid and also Freddy vs. Jason was probably another big one. Um, because, because, like, that was the first movie where I had, like, before it came out, I was so wrapped up in the hype of it that I, like, thought of, like, my own Deathmatch movie. Of, I think it was, like, it introduced, like, Leprechaun, uh, Pinhead, Freddy Jason, Leatherface, and, like, three others that were, like, huge in it. I like love where your head's at, but that would be a copyright nightmare to get made. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pinhead was actually supposed to be at the very end of Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, I remember so, that. Yeah. Uh, I That's one of the... I, I loved Freddy vs. Jason when it I first did. came out. I loved it with every fiber of my being, but as I've grown older and watched it so many times, I've kind of fallen out of love with it. It has its good moments. I just... Ronnie Yu's a really weird director because like his two big horror credits are Bride of Chucky in that film. And I don't know. There's just something off about the way he does it, but I could also be extremely biased right now because I'm firmly in camp Freddy Krueger. And I feel like he got shafted in that movie. Uh, yeah, he Ish. killed discount Jason Muse, and that was it. That was well. That wasn't Jason Mewes. Holy shit! You're right. <laughs> but he looked exactly fucking like him. Sounded like him too. <laughs> but I feel like he got the shaft because Jason has a body count like in the 50s by the end of that film because well, of the I, rave scene. That was the point, though. 
Yeah, like I said in the beginning, he's like, he may get the blood, but I'll get the glory. Yeah, but like the point is, yeah, and the point is like Freddy's ego. It's just gotten out of control where he's trying to control other monsters to like, you know, like regain shit in his name. Yeah, the whole thing I thought was just about his ego. I like that concept. Like Freddy's too weak, so he resurrects Jason to do his bidding. That's actually really cool. It's oh, I, a, I agree with the concept in general, but it's yeah. literally the fact that, I don't know, I guess maybe it, it just needed a bigger cast so he could get more than one kill in the entire mm, film. No, I, I would agree with that. His they should have given him at least, least one or two before Jason starts interrupting his kill to cause the fight between them. That's what sure. I'm going for. Okay, I, I would I agree mean, with that. Yeah, I'll agree for sure he really needed more... Uh, because there's so many, yeah, there is a lot of options, like so much you can do with Freddy. And also, one of the things that is off about that movie, and I didn't discover it until actually watching Friday the 13th Part 8 last week with Maya. Because, you know, we're doing this big whole thing where we're going to rank the entire Friday series. Yeah, for sure. Is the whole concept of, oh, Freddy died by fire, so he's afraid of fire. Jason died by water, so he's afraid of water. If you've watched the Friday the 13th movies... The entire series. He spends so much time in the water (laughs) that that's such a bullshit fall like logic fallacy. They did that because in reality, without that, Jason wouldn't have any weaknesses. Yeah, he'd be unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. So I get why they did that. I know, but but they could have done it better. No, well, literally the end of the fucking first movie, he's jumping out of the lake. He's still there in the water. Well, (laughs) and I guess I also kind of have a grudge against the movie because they got rid of Kane Hodder, who is, in my opinion, the best Jason ever. That was his last Jason? His last one was Jason X. Oh, okay. Uh, And they got rid of him. Ronnie Yu specifically said because he wasn't tall enough. He wanted Jason to tower over Freddy. And Kane Hodder's only like three inches taller than Robert England. Real quick, though. Also, wasn't like Freddy vs. Jason supposed to take place like not after the whole series? It was supposed to take place like I think after six or so, like right before Hell, but I think after Manhattan. Um, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure about the timeline because I don't remember from any of the special features them saying where it's technically supposed to take place. I just remember hearing that from like the uh, like commentary when I was a kid. Um, let me look. I have the DVD, so I'll have to go back and check that because, yeah, I don't quite remember. No, me either. All uh, right. Literally the scene from Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday where Freddy's glove comes up and drags the mask down to hell is the only good thing about that movie. Yeah, that was a cool shot. And that really movie's fun. okay. That's not the only cool thing because the opening of that movie is fucking great. But Jason goes to hell. Yeah, where he gets massacred by a SWAT team. Yeah, <laughs> but that should have honestly been the end to a different Friday the Thirteenth movie, in my opinion. Yeah, you because you do that and then you turn it into a, just a body jumping movie for the rest of the film. And you're like, well, that's good. Where he's like that little worm. Yeah, right? or a little snake demon. Yeah, yeah. Stupid. So stupid. Yeah, I'm only another Voorhees can kill a Voorhees <laughs> with this magical dagger. Goddamn, Tommy, get your ass back here. You're Tommy Voorhees now. All right, looking it up. So, uh, so Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare was it, and then, uh, in movie wise, this is movie terms. It's not including yeah. any comic books. Um, it was the Final Nightmare, then Freddy vs. Jason, and then it's saying. 
takes Manhattan and then the final Friday and then Freddy versus Jason. That makes what wait. So, this according this according to fandom. So you're saying Freddy vs. Jason comes after Jason goes to hell. Correct. It says okay, that that's it what I thought. Both, well, that makes it says, sense. It says that it both takes place in 03. It's, but it just says info still to be added. So I think somebody like just put that. This was on the fandom.com, like their own little. Whoa. Fandom's pretty spotty with their information. Whoa. That also kind of goes against just the canon because in Freddy vs. Jason, the opening, he's like, he doesn't even know Jason. He's just like, I found someone. Who could That's true. Jason was just there, wandering hell. So. I mean, you can't take the continuity too seriously with these films. It's just like Alien versus Predator. Just one little. Don't you dare get me started. Well, I'm just saying, just like what these were movies that were created because of one little Easter egg. I mean, granted, Aliens versus Predator is way more of an Easter egg than fucking Freddy's glove coming out and pulling the mask down to hell. Well, yeah, the, well, everybody everybody agrees on Jason X obviously being the last one. The one before that is Freddy vs. Jason. Jesus. Before that, everyone's saying Jason goes to hell. I weirdly like Jason X. It's I love character. that movie. <laughs> I love it. And uh, one of my favorite things about that movie is the sleeping bag kill finally got the glory it deserves. Yeah. Because he does that, and I want to say either six or seven, and it's because of the 80s and the MPAA, you see him pick up the sleeping bag and slam it against a pole once. Cut to Jason X in, what was that, 2001 that came out? Uh, three, I believe. No, 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 because Freddy vs. Jason was 2003. So X might have been I was... But No, no, like, uh, in terms of movies, Jason X came out in, I think, 2001. Was it? Or 2000. 2000. 2000. It was 2000. Um, Holy shit. So, yeah, cut from like the late 80s to 2000, and you see Jason oh, just. Pick oh, up one, the I'm sorry. Bag oh, and bam, 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 bam. Granted, that was a simulation, though. But still, it, yeah. it was what we deserved from that original sleeping bag kill. And that's what it looked like in the original film, yeah. too, because you can see it's really shitty footage of it. Yeah. Uh, but it's a special feature on the Blu rays. You see the kill in its entirety. Looks like ass though, because it's like a copy of a copy of a copy of the original film. So Maya got the whole series on Blu-ray. If the, you guys, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, I, before I forget, because I have the memory of a squirrel. But if you're reviewing the movies, are you doing the two fan-made ones? No, this is literally just one through Jason Goes to Hell, or no, Jay, one through ten, because those two are actually really good Friday the Thirteenth movies. Oh, I'm I'm sure they are, but they never got a white theatrical release, and no, and they're like seven minutes. Of, like they're they're not very long. Right, they're not long they're enough. Yeah. They're not long enough to really they, meet the criteria that we have yeah. for it. I don't think they technically are canon since they're fan made, but they're still really good. Right, and we'll probably talk about them. Like we'll do a special podcast yeah. to go along with it. Just like here's these cool fan movies you should check out, no, but sure. we can't make them, them because they don't. They're not long enough, and they don't meet all the criteria we okay, have, fair enough. which is uh, body count, number of boobs you see in the movie, best kill, uh, uh, bonuses, certain things like that. I'm excited for you guys to talk about this. <laughs> you're going to be a part of it. No. Because you're the resident Jason expert. I'm not, though. I like you more than Freddy, but if you guys are watching all the movies, I couldn't tell you 
It's been a long time. Well, since then I've watch them with us, Scrub. That's your guys' thing. Why don't you want to be involved? I do. You love Jason. Kinda, but it's <laughs> your guys' thing. <laughs> I'm not going to insert myself into your list. I told you about it when we first fucking started it that I wanted you involved. And Marcelo. I don't remember that. <laughs> I mean, that's so, fair, yeah. But, I but it was... That. At the same time, it was also like you had a set day for it, and now it's like I don't know when you guys are going to get done with it. Yeah, it's become a much bigger project than we first anticipated. So for sure, I'm just curious. I like pe- hearing people's opinions. That's why I watch YouTube all the fucking time. Oh fucking! So. We just watched eight this last last Thursday, and that movie's bad. Is that it's takes Manhattan? Yeah, it's bad. But you know what's one thing about it that I love. No matter how long Jason is like running around throughout that entire movie, he looks wet. Like he just got out of the lake. <laughs> just like that whole movie, he looks wet and sticky. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's so true. funny because none of the other movies do that. And I was like, that's a really nice touch. The one scene that stuck out for me was when he walks by those dudes. Oh, the punks. With the boom boxes. Kicks and it. They're like, and he kicked her and they're like, what the fuck, man? And he just lifts up his mask and like, oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, we're good. It's like, you're expecting him to kill every one of them, but he just fucking lifts up. It, it was just a weird character development for him, but I loved it. Yeah, that that is a really funny gag, but it is kind of off-putting because you're it like, is. what? That's, why would Jason So he knows that? he's ugly as fuck? <laughs> I also don't like that because it also has one of the worst Jason faces in the series. Yeah, it's just like, like low a, quality. Yeah. Is that, he looks like a weird deformed. He looks like a garbage pail kid. Yeah. 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 Been forever since I've seen it. So <laughs> that movie has almost no blood in it whatsoever and only 1.5 tits, one pair and a single boob. It's not up to my standards. You're right. Disappointing. So oh, very. Obviously last on the list, right? <laughs> well, that's to be determined because it does have a body count of 18. 18 people die in that movie, Fair. which isn't terrible. And it gets a bonus because somebody dies not by Jason's hand. So what are your criteria? Uh, based on body count, um, boobs, obviously, because these are slasher film, films. Uh, yeah. Best kill in the movie, most unique kill, um, and then certain bonuses like: is there a crazy Ralph in this film? Is it a Kane Hodder Jason? Uh, is it is Corey Feldman in this one? Just you know, different staples of the. So is it bonus for Kane Hodder then, since he's your yeah. Favorite? Well, yeah. So four movies get a is, Kane Hodder bonus, but uh, <laughs> right, right. is Corey Feldman in a lot of them, or he's in four? And six, maybe five. Okay. Because he plays Tommy Jarvis. And he's one of the most recognizable faces of the franchise because he has the the best death of Jason in the entire series in four when he just freaks out and takes a machete and just goes to town on his fucking skull. (laughs) Yeah, go 10-year-old Corey Feldman, kill him. See, that's why he's reaching out against Hollywood. Because <laughs> <laughs> people are doing that. Well, they did that in him. I'm doing that because I'm watching him stab oh, a man. Jesus, Christ! 
<laughs> so okay just general question i mean i know where you you lie in this you're more of a jason fan marcelo between freddie and jason who has the better franchise boy if we're talking film wise christ from what i remember because it's been forever since i've seen him besides the obvious ones uh i'd go freddie I would too, honestly. I love Jason just because he's just he's a his whole aesthetic, yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. Yeah, you just can't stop the fucker. But, but all of his he, movies are squarely middle of the road. To exactly, bad. and that's yeah, why and he just it because they're at least fun. Freddie, yeah, and he's just he's he's more character. Yeah, Freddie is definitely more like a Joker esque villain, and yeah. like he has more like playful personality. The thing with Jason is just poor writing, whereas like Freddy has actually had good writing, yeah, since like since its incarnation, and so has Jason to an extent. But you know, it just kind of went a different route. It went more of like a B movie route, whereas like Freddy is kind of middling. And on top of that, like I'd argue that whereas with the movies, from what I remember with Friday the Thirteenth, it's always Jason in a different setting. And with yeah. Freddy Krueger, it still was essentially the same, but at least there was like some continuity at points. Like, even like two fucking sucked, but it was still a sequel to one. And then on top of that, like five actually had, was a great sequel, in my opinion. Did Just you say like him. Five? five, the Dream Warriors. No, that's three. Oh, Dream Warriors is three? I thought it was yeah, five. No, five is the Dream Master. No, Dream Child. Dream Child. Dream Child. All right, let me look it up. <laughs> there it goes and you know what i used to think nightmare 2 sucked that's the one with all the gay subtext that yeah. they denied for years i rewatched it again recently it's not that bad and it it gets shit on a lot but it does something we're always asking for for sequels which is try something new don't just give us more of the same right and it it goes for it and i actually enjoy that movie okay yeah, i hated then- it as a kid but now that i'm an adult and I can understand things and reason better. I'm like, well, isn't as bad as everybody says it is. I don't remember four. For four is uh, just the fucking Master. boring. I and they replaced Patricia Arquette. So, ugh. but I do remember liking New Nightmare when I was a kid and just thinking it it was uh, terrifying. And I like that they just took it down a different route. That was that meta one, right? Yeah, yeah. that was like the precursor to Scream okay. from like Rescue. Wes Craven's writing standpoint. Yeah. Like, let's get meta with this. Yeah. And, you know, I like that movie, but I feel it's it's one of the slower Nightmare on Elm Streets. For it's sure. Like, and you could cut, like, 15 minutes out of this movie, and it'd be better. For <laughs> sure. I guess, like, I, I like Freddy because they, like, actually tried to do something with him. They're just like, let's not try and have it be the same shit. Whereas with Jason, again, it just was... We're just going to put him in these different surroundings, you know, which can be fine, but it's just not, it's not, it's not great because then the writing just becomes more shit. Right. I agree with you entirely. Uh, like with Jason, the case is, Hey, let's do the same thing we always do, but this time in space. <laughs> which, and, and also, and also too, if that's I may. my favorite one in the series. So I'm not knocking it. No, uh, Marcel, if I may. Oh no, I just going to say real quick. They start to build. You could tell, like, when the movies start to get shitty, they start to build around the villain more, yeah. like in the actual title, because it's like Jason goes here, Jason goes to hell, 
Jason, blah, 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 blah. Jason jerks off for five minutes and fucking <laughs> sleeps, on a, sleeps on a rake. And then, like, with the Freddy ones, there was that later because it's, like, Freddy's Nightmares and shit like that on TV. But then, like, you know, it actually was a nightmare on Elm Street. It was just built around these kids, and he happened to be a side character who just took off. Yeah. Kind of like Harley Quinn. Yeah. I will say, though, at least in my opinion, um, the lows of Nightmare on Elm Street are much worse than the the lowest Friday the 13th movie. That I agree because, with. Because uh, all the Friday the 13th movies are so similar that even their worst ones are pretty middle of the road decent. Well, it's because you know what to expect. But like Nightmare 4, the Dream Warrior or the Dream Master is so God damn boring. Not that. Yeah, I don't remember it too much, but yeah. And then I'm looking at like the others that. Which uh, which is what I was gonna say. Not to bring in another franchise, but at least with Jason, that's what you come to expect. Like he's an undead fucking, which is what killed me with the Halloween series, where they basically just turned him into fucking Jason. Like Michael Myers, like. He never dies. He's just—he's always getting up from. I like Michael Myers. He's scary as just a crazy human being. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the the fact that makes him scary is that he could happen. Jason, Freddy—they're all supernatural beings. It's not as scary, but anyway. No, I think Michael Myers' downfall was when they started making the origin story. Oh, with Rob Zombies? Absolutely. Well, with, with any of them. Like, even two. It's like like the Cult of the Thorn and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I like the new one that they did because it was just, it took place, like, right after the first movie, and it just didn't establish a thing. It was just like, it was just like, yeah, he's a scary fuck. Yeah. We gotta kill him. Fuck off. Fuck off. Well, that's why I, I really enjoyed the 2018 Halloween so much. Is because it went back. They completely disregarded fucking everything. It was just a direct sequel to the original Halloween, and I love that. And there was some great shots, like with that continuous shot of him going through the houses, killing people. It was just—it's a nice turn of what they did. I, I like the concept of, like, like you said, they got like not even two's a sequel or is it canon in the 2018 one. Yeah. So I love the concept of. You've been obsessed with this guy for 40 fucking years. He doesn't even know who the fuck you are. That's great. I fucking love that. He's not, she's not her sister, his sister or whatever, whatever the fuck happened. I don't even remember. I just remember fucking Buster Rhymes karate chopping him in the face. And Revelations <laughs> or whatever it was called. Oh, uh, Resurrection. Resurrection. There we go. <laughs> Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Best line ever. Fucking you know, that would have been way cooler if it had been somebody from the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> Maybe. I was going to I was going to say, too. Um, sorry, hold on. Uh, uh, I like the actual story, though, of Resurrection. Like, the movie fucking sucked, plain and simple. But, like, they were trying to do something different with Michael Myers because... It was just essentially like these guys playing like a real life video game of trying to guide people and making sure they're not dying at a party. Like I did like that, but 
Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the movie just fucking sucked. It was better than H two O, where oh look at me, I'm now on Collins, Professor. I'm going to be stalked on this secluded university campus. I'm Josh Hartnett. (laughs) (laughs) I remember liking it. Uh, Maybe it's because I'm not a huge fan of LL Cool J as an actor. This is part of the reason why I found it so cheesy. (laughs) Oh, really? You're not you're not a fan of Into Deep, Deep Blue Sea. I love Deep Blue Sea. I haven't seen Into Deep. Blue Deep Blue Sea, I think, is a sleeper hit for sure, man. It was cheesy, but it was the right amount of cheesy. It, it I loved it did. because uh, they took out Samuel L. Jackson in the first twenty minutes, and the first time I saw that movie, I was so caught off guard by it. So I was like, "Oh, it's Samuel L. Jackson! Oh my God!" Yeah. Well, <laughs> in terms of like Jaws ripoffs that are actually good, I would put Deep Blue Sea like at the top. That's a fucking good movie. Oh, and the scene where they're like life uh, airlifting dude out of there, and Shark just comes up, grabs him, and oh, uses it. Skarsgård. Yep, Stellan yeah. wasn't it? It's the papa. Is, is that his name? Stellan. I think Skarsgård. it was the papa. I thought his name was Peter. No, Stellan. Which was Peter? I don't think there is a Peter. Well, uh, he's in uh, Garden State. He's with his son, I believe. How many of those scars guards like are there? Four of them or something. There's hey, Bill. Alex there's was in True Blood. Alex, um, Gustav, who's in Vikings. There's a Gustav Scars. Yeah, I think his name's Gustav. Huh. Uh, there's Stellan, but he's the dad. Yeah, there's a lot of them fucking scars guards. They're like the Baldwins of Sweden. <laughs> Peter. Peter was also in Green Lantern. There you go. Let's not talk about that. Wait, who was he in Green Lantern? Oh, wait, he's, he's Sarsgaard, not Skarsgård. Oh, Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah, not Skarsgård. <laughs> not Skarsgård. Oh. I thought they were taking over the world for a minute. <laughs> yeah, same. All right, let me look. I'm just dyslexic, apparently. Now I'm all looking. Can you guys get me? But yeah, the Papa Skarsgaard gets yeeted into a glass fucking... Such a good shot. (laughs) Deepest blue is my it's like sharks, man. It's a great song. No, it's not. (laughs) And then the and then the video where he turns into a shark. Oh my god, yes. That's how you do it. Street sharks. I loved street sharks back in the day. (laughs) I hope I wasn't influenced by that gay fucking Vin Diesel commercial for street sharks back in the day. Where he's promoting the toys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's one where he's promoting toys. Yeah. That's, that's like one toys. of his first acting gigs. <laughs> I just remember him on um, breakdancing with like a, he has like a Afro and he's on like, I think it might've been reading rainbow or it might've been something else. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen that. And he's talking about, uh, he's talking about fucking D and D. What? Ah, uh, come yeah. again? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know he's a big D&D guy? No! Yeah, let me look if I, I can knew, find uh, it. Ooh, what's his name? Joe Mangello or whatever? Yes! Joe Mangalolia. Joe Mandalorian. He's <laughs> married to Sofia Vergara. He's a D&D Mandalorian. Well, have yeah. you ever seen photos of his basement? Yeah. He converted yeah. a fucking wine cellar into a D&D room, That's and it's fantastic. amazing. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah, like there's a whole video. It's called How to Break Dance, and it's Vin Diesel in an Afro. 
and then and this is from the 80s but then the whole thing with D came out i'm trying to find it it's D fighting with the legends of yore are you bringing up Stephen fucking uh, Lynch? Lynch. You're goddamn Stephen right, I Lynch. am. Holy shit! I miss that man. I haven't listened to him since '04, <laughs> maybe '05. His shit. his concert DVD live at the El Rey is one of my favorite like music DVDs ever made. <laughs> harmonica. More harmonica. <laughs> I remember that bassoon. <laughs> I used to listen to that shit religiously. Damn. Funny fucking man. He's a funny fucking man. And he almost won a Tony so, for being in The Wedding Singer. What? Yeah, Stephen Lynch was in the Broadway production of The Wedding Singer. I didn't know that. I didn't know okay, so there's his birthday cake from five years ago. And it's just, it's three, like, D&D manuals, but it's a cake. This is happy birthday, Vin. I swear to God, if one of them's uh, the 5e manual, I'm going to slap a bitch. Well, it just says Monster Manual, Dungeon Master's Guide. Oh, and the Player's Handbook? Okay. Yeah, he wrote the introduction to 30 Years of Adventure and Celebration of Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, He played D&D on the set of Chronicles of Riddick. Let's see. Are you telling me that I have a newfound respect for Vin Diesel? (laughs) Yeah, and there's like an old show I guess he used to do in 2015, like called D and Diesel. Well, that that's a terrible name. Yo, okay, great idea, Marcelo. Do you play D and D? I've only played once or twice. Yeah, I remember dabbled. liking it. I've I feel dabbled. like we should just we we should now that we're I, all I, in the realm of D and D, we should review I, the fucking movie. <laughs> We were what we were doing. Oh, I'd be down. The one with Marlon Wayans. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I actually pissed Josh off when we played. (laughs) So that's that was like my extent of D and D. We had Lathan as dungeon master. Yeah. And the whole thing was, I made my uh, character a uh, what was it? Like a cursing midget who has Tourette's. And the thing was, who was a drunk cursing. Uh, elf or um, why can't I think of the damn thing? Like one of the classes. Halfling? I think it might have been a halfling, whatever That's the small what ones am. are. Um, yeah, Tyler's a halfling bard. The name yeah, is Kevin Thord Gage. <laughs> mine was like a mine was a drunk one who just was like constantly cursing and has Tourette's. And like it was just so I could get in gimmick and just be funny. And like Josh didn't like that at all. He thought that I was fucking with the game, and he off he he offered me I think an hour in. He just <laughs> killed you. <laughs> that was the extent of my D and D play session ever. Respect that. Well, ne- when we start a new campaign, we're getting you in on this because it was just like yeah, I would just like uh, you know I I I I I and I'd be drunk as hell just trying to repeat. I, I think <laughs> I, th- I, I think that's a good idea. Well, that's the thing, because me and Mike are in a group, and this is my first time playing D&D. Mine too. I didn't want to be that. I wanted to be like you, Marcelo, but I was like, I don't know how serious these guys are taking it, and I don't want to piss anybody off. So I was like, I'm keeping it cool, but that's fucking hilarious. (laughs) I think a a lot of the comedy in our playthroughs come from uh, 
me and Tyler bickering because our characters are the only two who know each other from before the start of this adventure. <laughs> yeah. And I am a bloodthirsty, chaotic, neutral dwarf barbarian. So I'm constantly <laughs> looking to fight people. And he's just like, that's Tyler's like, no, put the ax down. Well, that's what it was. I, I have to that's be chaotic what it was, good. So I have a little bit of fucking <laughs> anarchy in me, but real quick. That's what it was. It was, I was a drunk dwarf. That's what it was. It was, hey, drunk, it was a drunk hey, yeah. Mike's so, is shining from here. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember just doing that. And, you know, of course, I would just curse. And that's what the comedy would come from because it's a character. And yeah, yeah I wanted to be goofy, but it was also we were trying to take it seriously. And then I think it just got too much after. It's too much. I can't have you in my fucking session. <laughs> yeah, because Josh thought Josh thought I was fucking around. Like he thought that I was just like not taking it seriously at all. Reality, like, 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 I am. <laughs> I, I am taking it. Damn it, Tyler! I laughed too hard. <laughs> it's like that's how I. Now win. we got to deal with the fucking echo again. You're an echo. I will end you. I'll put your fucking butt in my mouth. Like uh, I've been listening to old Howard Stern. There's this guy they had who had a stutter. I think it's John the stutter. They had him as an intern for one week because he was trying to get a job from like one of the guys that left and they had him answering the phones. Like that was the comedy bit. And I think he only got through five calls through onto the air. Cause it just be like, stir, 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 show. And then the guy would be like, yeah, I want to talk to Howard cause this, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> she would go for like a solid minute or two and then just like, whoa, whoa, what do you want to talk to that? How, Howard about? <laughs> and then they, they just be like, I want to talk to him about, you know, something. Uh, or and then you'd be like, well, 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 hold. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how it'd go. And it would just be that for like five minutes. So it would take him like an hour to get exhausted. Sorry, I'm an expressive laugher. <laughs> Maybe keep your phone in your pocket next time. No. <laughs> God, I hate you. Oh, sorry, Marcel. I, I was listening up until me and Tyler start bickering like what an old married couple. He was listening. He was staring at me like an old fucking nan. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. Oh, I'm going to shove this bottle sideways up your asshole. Good. I want to feel something. <laughs> That's what your priest said after he got done fucking you last time. Yeah, we still call each other. Matter of fact, I'm gonna text Father Hooligan right now. There you go. Making love connections us every day. You know. All right. Well, do we have any other pressing business to discuss tonight, or do you think we've hit a good point to wrap it up for the evening? Uh, all I got. Thank oh, you for I'm that good. contribution. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to be sending uh, Brandon, who is our social media guy. Hey, uh, pictures of my reaction to the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer tomorrow so we can post that. Bet. So my boner will be... We should react together. Why don't you just... Why don't you actually get a boner and just send a picture of your boner 
Because Brandon has enough of those already. Well, and I don't want to get laughed at, okay? That'd, that'd be hilarious. Self-conscious of my 14-inch <laughs> Get out. <laughs> ah! I'm out. <laughs> well, Marcelo, it's been a good week talking to you. Same. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I did actually... I am getting back to writing more scripts. It's just been... It's been a hell of a week, um, so it's been nice. I think we all had that yeah, kind of sounds, a week, honestly. Sounds like it was something in the air this week because it sucked. So I told Tyler this story before we go. I'll tell it to you too, Marceau. So we're in our slow season right now at work, which means they're micromanaging everything, mm-hmm. including hours. Yeah. Uh, they cut our two part-time guys on the overnight cruise hours to where one of them's only working two days a week now. And the other one leaves at lunch every night. We've been down two of our full-time people all week. One was sick, one's on vacation. We were down a third person last night. So at the beginning of my night last night, there was four of us for a 1,600-piece truck. And because they're micromanaging everything, they were sending people home after lunch because they were on overtime almost. So by four in the morning, there was literally me and one other person there trying to finish this 1600 piece truck. And they were expecting us to get the whole thing done by six in the morning. Oof. Gross. Yeah. I was fucking livid. It was part of the reason why I was so late getting to the office tonight. Cause I just, I woke up at five and I was like, I hurt everywhere. I can't move. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Don't, uh, don't blame you, man. So uh, I think we can say fuck corporate America for ruining our bodies and our spirits. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've, I've ruined my body with enough McDonald's more than corporate America. <laughs> I mean, I, I could say that about my heart and my stomach, but the joints ain't on McDonald's. That's all on the fucking work I've been doing for years now. No, I'd say it's caused by like my food addiction as well as it's mostly McDonald's and then just it's mostly poor health. Fair. Uh, yeah, food addiction's a real thing. Like I've had really I've had Burger know, King for breakfast uh, every day this week. I and I'm ashamed I, of that. I agree that food addiction's a real thing. But I'm sorry, the guys that sell their houses <laughs> just because they have a food addiction. I can't I can't get around that. Like, how do you get that that bad? I can understand a gambling addiction to that point. Oh, right, like, because gambling's high stakes and requires lots of money. Yeah, and like I can understand that it's like the like low stakes of just like uh, ten here, ten here, ten here, ten here. But like losing your house and shit because of a food addiction, I mean, it's kind of hard <laughs> to like feel bad for someone like that. And maybe right. that's just me being a dick. No, I, I'm right there with you because I was just about to ask how many fucking Big Macs do you have to eat before you have, end up losing your house? Like I I'm, was on my 352nd Big Mac and then the I day. realized, yeah, then I realized I had to do something with my life. Then I had to choose between my mortgage or the Big Mac, so I sold the house. <laughs> yeah, this I one guy like sold. This one guy in England, I think he said this was TLC, so I don't know how true it is, but he sold his parents' house because of food. He sold his parents' house? Yeah. With them in it. They they were included. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Mom and Dad. Yeah. Oh, he's like, I feel so bad. 
<laughs> I need a Big Mac. You just, like I could just see somebody like that wiping his eyes with a Big Mac like it was a tissue. <laughs> just throws it out. You got plenty of Big Macs on the ground, sir. It's not the same. Those are old, like 15 minutes old. <laughs> I need fresh Big Macs every 30 minutes on the hour. So <laughs> he has like a Big Mac boy. Oh boy, come here, get me more fresh Big Mac. Big Mac. At <laughs> <laughs> two for five now, you better have Big Macs every ten minutes. Speaking of Big Macs, I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm kind of hungry. I'm as, right there with you. As I as I sleep, I want a funnel. You could just put the Big Mac in. Come on. Oh my, I could breathe through my nose. If right. I start choking, you put more Big Macs in. Let's end it there, where uh, we end the show bashing people who end up on my 600-pound life. We'll end up there eventually. <laughs> eventually. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy who was even big, who was in Mexico, was still selling blue jeans for a living. So. <laughs> Like they come and they like you'd get a sideshow and get some pair of jeans. You'd be like, yeah, I'm not gonna tip you. I'll get a pair of those blue jeans though. Those look fly. I am gonna tip you like a cow though. Oh. Yeah. I think when you when you get to that point where you can't get out of bed, like I get the depression goes hand in hand with it, but you really gotta think shit out. Yeah, it can't it can't be to where you have bed sores. And then just like, I'm going to just stay here. You said bed sores, and now I'm thinking of Futurama, the B episode, where she gets stung and, and ends up in a coma. Fry's like, you got to wake up, Leela. Bed sores hurt. All right, gents. Oh, it's been a fun one. Fucking A. Marcelo, for thank sure. you as always for joining us. Yeah, we'll thanks for having me. We'll see watch Conor next... McGregor. Hopefully oh, is that this tonight? Fool... Yeah, I hope this fool gets knocked out. Oh, Dude, let us oh. know how that goes, man. This, oh, this Irish motherfucker. Just hey, who the fuck is that? Like, this guy couldn't, that? he couldn't knock out an old man. I'm hoping that this Poirier guy just knocks the hell out of him. <laughs> well, all right, boys. Thanks for thanks. listening. We'll see y'all next week. Bye bye. Later. Bong, 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 bong,